You, you two folks back there, have, how'd you hear about the shows here? You just showed up? Yeah. Wow, that never happens. Oh, you, you came here, oh, for the open mic? Yeah, yeah. And you came back? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is impressive. Well, that's usually <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Usually. Yeah, especially since I had to yell at guys, someone. Did you guys stay for most of it, all of it? Yeah. Okay, so you got to see my bouncing skills. <laughs> Was, yeah. how, was it awkward? Yeah, he tried to give me alcohol. <laughs> oh, the guy from stage tried to give you alcohol? Well, he wanted me to smell it, but I thought he wanted me to drink it. <laughs> what? And then he looked mad, and I was like, I don't know what He always looks mad. It's fine. No, I'm That's kidding. <laughs> Stab open mics. Always an adventure. Roughly 24 to 92 hours ago, Stab's team of comedy scientists commissioned four specific humorists to give various potentially comedic takes on several random topics, which they'll now perform for the first and likely last time in front of a live studio audience in a show called Stab. Oh my God! What a rambunctious group of folks out in the crowd. Stab. Thank you for coming to Stab. We're here on Broadway, Sacramento, 1710 Broadway. Uh, every every uh, Friday night around 10, 1030, it doesn't matter, whatever. Uh, just show up uh, or not. Uh, would you guys want to meet your contestants? Do you want to? Yes? Okay. Uh, Ryan King, right there. Hello. Hello. David Coleman. Good evening. Hello. Jamie Fernandez. She's not here. Don't clap for her. <laughs> we'll, we'll fill it in. We'll fill it in. We'll fill it in. Yeah. Uh, and Jesse Jones down there. Jesse Jones. Woo. And uh, I'm the host, uh, John Morris Ross IV. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome to STEM. Welcome. There we go. This is going to be fun. This is going to be so much fun. Hello. Oh, my God. We have people. More people. Lurking around the corner, too. Yeah. Oh, there he is. There. There's. Welcome. Welcome, you two. Oh, don't pull don't pull the chair out from under him. That would be rude. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, let's let's meet the contestants even deeper. Uh-huh. <laughs> deeper. Further? Uh, harder? Meet the contestants harder. Mm. Longer. <laughs> no. <laughs> More fully. More stamina with the contestants <laughs> yeah. I should have? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Ryan, um, Ryan King. Hi. Uh, were, were you ever in the military? If so, which branch? N- no. Oh, that's right. You're I, you're from a monarchy. You're you're oh. royalty because your last name's King. Yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a king. I was I believe I was chosen by God to rule. Right. Are you are you a fan of the Sacramento Kings? Well, that I that didn't mean to be. I didn't mean that to be as loud. No, I don't. I don't follow basketball. You don't. But I heard they can dunk. Yeah. Do you get this a lot? How about the L.A. Kings? Um, I don't get that one as much. The hockey. But I heard they can dunk. They <laughs> <laughs> can. Which is pretty cool. Very good. Um, thank you. You're welcome. David Coleman. I almost keep forgetting your name because we've never met. Yeah. Really. I mean, we met today. Uh, what's your deal? <laughs> uh, what's your thing? Well, uh, besides comedy, I, I don't yeah. know. I... I Work with animals and children. Anything oh. to keep me from functional adults. In what ways do you work with them? Um, I uh, educate. Okay. People on things. <laughs> yeah. Very good. 
Well, that's good to know. <laughs> Thank you for... I'm sorry. This is a weird, awkward first meeting. <laughs> I like you, though. I was a nature guide for a while over oh. the summer. Well, no, yeah. it wasn't the summer. What was the season we just had? Yeah, I was a nature guide. <laughs> showed people things. That there were children. Fun. There were animals there, too. Yeah, it was that's good. those things. There's communities Well, nice to meet you, sir. Thank you for being here. Uh, <laughs> Jesse Jones. Yeah. How are you? I'm all right. Doing all right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Well, good. Um, let's play Stab. <laughs> no, don't don't clap. No clap, please. Please don't. It's a long. And there's the sound effects over. Okay, very good, very good, very good. All right, All right yeah. All right, yeah. This first segment's called reorganization. Uh, please take the following acronym and reimagine it. Uh, what does it now stand for? Who or what does it now represent? Uh, being that May is Correct Your Posture Month, uh, it's true, uh, today's acronym is SHLUMP, S-C-H-L-U-M-P, SHLUMP. Ryan King, Yes. what does SHLUMP mean to you? I'm glad you asked. Um, SHLUMP stands for Sexy Cow Herder Living Under My Property. Okay. <laughs> Please help. I am a home. I am a homeowner, and I have a sexy cow herder living under my property. Or it's uh, for you other homeowners out there. It's property code Schlump for short. <laughs> I bought my dream home last summer, and what the renter did not tell me is that there is currently a sexy cow herder living in the space underneath my home. He lives alone, except for his many cows that he herds around. This is inconvenient because he has like seven or eight cows, which makes it hard to get around because of all the cows. <laughs> the really annoying part about this whole situation is that the cow herder that is currently living under my property is very sexy. <laughs> not, not in a traditionally masculine way, although he is cut, <laughs> but in a confident and approachable way. You could say he has BDE, or big dairy energy, as some might call it. <laughs> Every time I leave my house, the sexy cow herder that lives under my house says, howdy, or morning, to me. <laughs> Every time that happens, I cream my khakis. <laughs> and that is a big hassle, to say the least. I have to go back in, change my khakis, which I have several pairs of, and then I come out back outside, and then I hear howdy or morning again, and I cream my khakis again, and the cycle repeats itself. I am a prisoner of this man's extreme sexiness. <laughs> please, please, someone help me with advice. Have you had a sexy cow herder living under your home? How did you get rid of, rid of them? How many khakis did you lose in the process? Any advice is very much appreciated, T.Y. <laughs> very good, Ryan King. Let's hear it for Ryan King. <laughs> David Coleman, D. Coles, I call him already. Uh, what does schlump mean to you, David? Schlump is the Socio-Cultural Heritage League of Ugly Muppet Performers. <laughs> this is a group of people who, for generations, have preferred to speak through hand puppets to keep people's eyes off of their faces. Uh, together, they uh, work to protect historic landmarks and other historic, other cultural things of significance, like uh, Jim Henson's Summer Home. <laughs> also being a very old-fashioned organization, uh, they fight for you know, puppet values uh, against 
Team America and films such as that. <laughs> um, they also have been campaigning lately to keep puppeteers off of the list of types of furries. <laughs> uh, they insist that they are not what they are for sexual reasons. Um, that has come under fire recently because it goes against studies performed by the connection engineers of rainbows at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology <laughs> and also the government office of native zoological orgasmics, <laughs> otherwise known as Kermit and Gonzo. <laughs> Very good. David Cole. Next up, uh, Jesse Jones, what does schlump mean to you? Feeling a little sad in the slacks. A little down in the dungarees. Does everything in your chinos say no? <laughs> well, help is on its way. Just sulk on down to your local sundry and whatnot supply chain emporium and give the cashier your most defeated, most impotent schlump. And they'll point you in the right direction, because everybody knows schlump means stiffies can, <laughs> stiffies can help limp useless man parts. That's right, stiffies, the first name in erect child dysfunction treatments, has a brand new line of products guaranteed to put the pep back in your pants. No matter what type of helping hand your little man needs, stiffies has just the thing. Creams, salves, balms. <laughs> We've got all that sticky goop to get you back on back to making your own sticky goop in no time. Pills, we've got those too. Blue, yellow, circle, diamond, triangle, whatever color or shape you want. Or <laughs> want or need. God damn. <laughs> whatever color or shape you want or need. Stiffy's got some. <laughs> Are they just like the ones you can get with a prescription? No. Are they made of ground-up rhino horn? Getting warmer. <laughs> Are they just a placebo powered by your own belief that taking it will give you a long-lasting kickstand that all those theoretical ladies in your mind are just waiting for you to unfurl for them? Now you're talking. <laughs> and don't worry. We've even got something for those real tough cases. It's the Stiffy Splint. Two popsicle sticks and a roll of electrical tape later. And look out, Agnes or Estelle or Prudence. <laughs> You've got a real wood delivery coming. <laughs> so don't worry if your body's making you feel like less of a man. Science is here to tell nature to shut the fuck up and do what it's told. So go on and get your stiffies today. It's the hardest decision you'll ever make. <laughs> Very good. That was... Uh, reorganization, very good. Two mentions of cum. <laughs> All right, good. Yeah, cum counter. I'll do uh, better who's, next who's, time. Who's John counting knows. cum? Uh, cum counter. Okay. okay. Uh, this brings us to our next segment um, called the top three Google searches of. Uh, please have composed the top three Google searches from the perspective of the following. Rejected breakfast cereal mascots. If rejected breakfast cereal mascots could search Google, what would they search? We'll do one at a time. Uh, we'll start with Ryan King. Okay. Does Count Chocula even fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, David, you're first of three. Large bagged cereal casting call bottom shelf. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. 
Jesse Jones. I wasn't entirely sure how to take this one, so I've actually got two different lists. I'm just going to go with the. Uh, uh, these are sort of uh, rejected catchphrases for one particular brand of okay. cereal. <laughs> Can one go crap hat for Cocoa Puffs? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Ryan, your second of three. How? Oh, uh, here it is. Uh, <laughs> how was I rejected and not the fucking honeycomb mascot? <laughs> Its name was Crazy Craving, and its catchphrase was Me Want Honeycomb. <laughs> what a fucking dumb mascot. <laughs> Very good. David, you're second of three. Lucky Charms, culturally insensitive yet. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Jesse Jones. I'm a go shithouse for Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> Very good. Ryan, your third of three. How to deal with depression. <laughs> Very good. David, your third of three. Cocoa Puff, felony amount, Nevada. <laughs> Very good. Tying perfectly into. Jones. Let's. Lose our literal fucking minds and endanger those who stand in our way for Cocoa Puffs. Very good. That was the top three Google searches from the perspective of rejected mascots of cereals. Very good. You guys were really good there. You guys on stage and crowd-wise, really good jobs. I'm not kidding. Uh, this brings us to our third segment uh, called uh, This Was Today Once. Uh, Ryan... On this date, 1830, Mary Had a Little Lamb yes. by Sarah <laughs> Sarah Josepha Hale is published. Uh, also on this very date, 2014, reality star Kim Kardashian and rapper Kanye West are married in Florence, Italy. Right, you are. Uh, how did you choose to celebrate the aforementioned events in tandem? Well, if you really want to know John Morris Ross IV, I'll tell you. <laughs> well... On this day, an old nursery rhyme got published, and a celebrity couple got married in Italy. Now, I'll admit my celebration doesn't really have anything to do with Kim and Kanye, also known by their celebrity couple name, Kanye, but <laughs> I wanted to <laughs> celebrate these events by writing a nursery rhyme of my own. That's right. I'm a nursery rhyme boy now. That's what I do. <laughs> How hard could it be, I thought to myself. All nursery rhymes are simple in structure, I also thought to myself. I was wrong, John. I was dead stinking wrong. Nursery rhyme writing is a complex art form, John. I'm a simple man. I make jokes about Count Chocula fucking. <laughs> There's no way I could write a nursery rhyme. Sure, it seems easy, but once you dig deeper, you realize the symbolism is so deep and complex. Take this line from Mary Had a Little Lamb, for instance. <laughs> Mary had a little lamb whose fleece was white as snow. This is clearly a dig at the fragility and lack of scope of the modern perception of art. <laughs> this is some deep stuff, John. And I just don't have the ability to produce art of this caliber. Another example. This is a line from Mother Goose's Hey Diddle Diddle, which I just realized was the name of the, the, of the nursery rhyme. I thought it was something different. Anyway, <laughs> the cow jumped over the moon. The little dog laughed to see such sport, and the dish ran away with the spoon. 
Now try and tell me this isn't a subtle reference to Russia's annexation of Crimea and the dangers of appeasement. I thought I could write a nursery rhyme, but it's clear I'm out of my death. And it's your fault, John Ross. This prompt set me on an artistic journey that I clearly wasn't ready for. And now my creative spirit is broken because of it. Shame on you, John Morris Ross, the fourth host of Stab. I am so Shame sorry. on you. I apologize. Very good, Ryan King. Ryan King. Let's yell at him. David Coleman, on this date, 1940, Igor Sirotsky, uh performs the first successful single rotor helicopter flight. Uh, also on this very date, 1944, Icelandic voters sever all ties with Denmark. Uh, how'd you choose to celebrate the aforementioned events in tandem? Well, John, <laughs> what happened was Denmark was invaded by Germany. And then when they said to Iceland, oh, no, we're surrounded by Nazis. Iceland said, what do you mean we? <laughs> You're surrounded by Nazis. We are surrounded by water. <laughs> you and all of Europe can go fuck yourselves. <laughs> Igor Sikorsky, also not a fan of Nazis. So he said, I want a device for when there are Nazis. <laughs> And it can ascend vertically above the Nazis and then move horizontally. And then when I look down and I don't see Nazis anymore, it can descend vertically. <laughs> so basically, May 24th is you Nazis day. And I celebrate it by cutting ties with Nazis and by leaving areas of high Nazi population. <laughs> Very good, David Coleman. <laughs> Every other day, not you Nazis <laughs> day, I guess. No. <laughs> Just, all right. Calm down, everyone. <laughs> Be mad at Kevin. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. Jesse Jones. That's the least deserving of your <laughs> derision in this room. That's not fair. <laughs> 1856, John Brown and his men kill five slavery supporters in Potawatomi Creek, Kansas. Mm -hmm. It's fun to say. <laughs> uh, also on this very date, 1994, poison singer Brett Michaels gets into a car crash. How'd you choose to celebrate the, the uh, two events I just mentioned all mixed up? While Rock of Love officially halted production in 2009 after the VH1 crew frantically abandoned the bus when it developed a dangerous, potentially lethal bandana leak. <laughs> they did leave behind all their camera equipment. Brett, knowing full well what he had to do, taught his remaining roadies which way to point those mics and cameras, and has been pretending to be shooting season after season of his long-canceled dating show for over a decade now. Now, having run the third largest Brett Michaels fan newsletter, Poison Control, <laughs> Since 1989, I had long known about this disgusting practice, but I felt it was best to leave up to the states to decide whether or not it was right <laughs> to continue letting Brett Michaels drive around busloads of aging groupies, <laughs> pretending to film them for a non-existent reality show. But today, I saw that if I continued to stand idly by while this happened, I would wake up on the one day and realize I was on the wrong side of history. And so I finally did something 
that I knew in my heart I should have done years ago. I led an assault on the Rock of Love tour bus to free the cast of Fake Rock of Love Season 14. <laughs> Finding where Brett was going to be was the easy part. I knew the state and county fair season hadn't quite kicked into full gear yet, so I didn't have to hit the road. <laughs> All I had to do was wait outside an Indian casino performance venue long enough, and Brett Michaels would come to me. Sure enough, I hadn't been in the Thunder Valley parking lot more than 10 minutes when, like clockwork, there she was, the SS Thornbush, the Rock of Love tour bus. I forced the bus into the general parking section, knowing full well that I would surely panic Brett's longtime bus driver, Pitstain Dave. Breaching the bus's doors, I held off the road crew with a cordless beard trimmer and a fistful of child support affidavits. <laughs> they hissed, recoiling deeper into the van, the documents burning their flesh at the touch. I hurried off the scores of huddled, leathery, sun-damaged women, lured them from the darkness with packs of Virginia Slims and a vial of Vince Neal musk I kept handy for just such an occasion. <laughs> I'm working on relocating the women I rescued this afternoon to facilities that can help them. Some are safe to release into music festivals, while others will take more conditioning to understand that their path to fame doesn't lie only in giving underwater head in a hepatitis hot tub. <laughs> Unfortunately for a lot of these women, groupying is the only life they've ever known. But I'm sure with a little help and a lot of luck, we can have them selling handmade leather goods and beaded crafts at flea markets <laughs> in no time. Very good. <laughs> Hepatitis hot tub. <laughs> what call That'll be the name of the episode, I think. <laughs> good for C SEO. Okay, uh, Ryan King. Yes. We're going to do another segment. Okay. This one's called Movie Makeup. Oh, wow. Movie Makeup. <laughs> We're moving along here. Chuck, Chuck. On this show, we're going really fast. Hell yeah. Uh, please compose a synopsis based off the following made-up movie titles. Uh, all made-up movie titles are brought to you by WordCounter.net's random word generator. So uh, here's, here's what it came up with for you. Oh. Okay. The name of your movie is Acquire Seat. Flesh. Mm. Acquire seat flesh. That's the name of your movie. <laughs> All right. <coughs> Coming. <laughs> Coming this summer. A spine tingling horror movie. Acquire seat flesh is about a monster that steals your butt. <laughs> it's out there lurking, slinking, skulking, and it wants. Your butt. <laughs> is it an alien? A creature from the great beyond? A science experiment gone wrong? No one knows for certain, but one thing is clear. This monster steals the butts of unsuspecting victim victims and adds their butts to its own body. More butts means more power for this ferocious abomination. 
Who can stop this many-butted beast? <laughs> when will its reign of bottom-thieving terror end? Can you leave the theater with your own butt intact? <laughs> Find out this summer in Acquire Seat Flesh. <laughs> Very good, Ryan. Very good. Great job. Great job. Uh... Coleman. That's me. That's it. <laughs> David Coleman. Uh, that's his name. Uh, the name of your movie is, I swear to God, this came up on the r- random word <laughs> generator, Come Hair Island. <laughs> C-O-M-E-H-A-I-R. Yes. Island. The producers wanted that made clear. <laughs> <laughs> Come Hair Island is the story of the Sicilian Bur- Bureau of tourism in the 80s and their misinformed advertisements trying to profit off of current porn trends. (laughs) The title comes from the infamous broken English on one poster seen in New York. Like hair? Sicily, Italy, but more beach, less Vatican. Swimsuits. Hair everywhere. More hair than swimsuit. Come Hair Island. (laughs) Starring Patrick Stewart, Anthony Hopkins, and Daniel (laughs) Day-Lewis. Very good, David. Very good. Jesse Jones, Mm -hmm. the name of your movie that is made up is called Fancy Stomach Hands. (laughs) Fancy Stomach Hands. Born with a rare condition, which caused his own blood to attack his internal organs. Rufferford Emeraldine Kiziwick's parents were given a choice. <laughs> a quick, painful death, as his acid-like blood disintegrated his internal organs like a baby tooth in a soda can. <laughs> or a drastic and somewhat unorthodox procedure, which would save his life, but turn him into what the press would call the inside-out boy placing all of his internal organs safely on the outside of his body. (laughs) Fancy Stomach Hands is a heart-wrenching, Oscar-pandering story (laughs) of perseverance, overcoming adversity, and gross, squishy parts all being out and exposed where you can see them doing their otherwise invisible business. (laughs) What normally you shouldn't be able to see them because they're usually inside of you. (laughs) Like lungs on your shoulders or intestines wrapped around your legs. (laughs) And how really most of Rufferford's waking hours were spent in agony anyway, moisturizing all of his exposed innards so they didn't get all crusty and stop working good. (laughs) But through it all, Rufferford refused to let his condition prevent him from pursuing his dream. A dream of making a name for himself in the world of professional boxing. (laughs) Going against against the advice of literally everyone who ever saw him. (laughs) Rufferford laced up his gloves and stepped into the ring, wearing his heart on his sleeve. (laughs) A very dangerous place for it to be (laughs) in a sport like boxing, where he could really benefit from it being kept safely from punches inside of a (laughs) ribcage. Unfortunately, Rufferford Emeraldine Kiziwick was killed in the ring. 
when his first punch landed true on the side of his sparring partner's face and immediately exploded the stomach on his hand. <laughs> Starring Jake Gyllenhaal as fancy stomach hands. Rated PG for pretty gross seeing all the guy's insides on his outsides. <laughs> Very good. That was movie makeup. That brings us to our final segment uh, called Battle Rap It. Uh, please com- have composed a verse or two against the following people or things. <laughs> Ryan King. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's hear your battle rap against the entire group of Democratic primary candidates. Okay. All of them. All right. Uh, I have it written down, so I have to say it. Uh, thank you, John Morris Ross IV, for this very great prompt. Uh, now, I, now I'm going to start my battle rap. So. <laughs> Come on, kids, and place your bets. Talk about the Democratic Party candidates. There's a lot of folks out on the field want to make the average voter stop and yield. Eleven of these are straight white guys, about as exciting as Wendy's fries. I don't have time to cover them all. If I did, I'd run out of breath, I'd fall. Beat switch. Most of these candidates are moderates. We got stuck with them. I'll throw a fit. Joseph Biden likes to yell. His behavior on women isn't swell. Kamala Harris is running to great effect. But questions, she likes to deflect. Shing, 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 shing. Now time to get back on the beat because I lost it. Beat Buttigieg. Beat Buttigieg? Beat Buttigieg. Has a ploy, even though he looks like a 15-year-old Mormon boy. Beto O'Rourke can skate and shred, and that's the only thing interesting about him. Sanders and Warren, I like a bit, but they are old, and they suck because of it. <laughs> Speed rap round. Cory Booker, ain't a looker. Jay Lee, not for me. Julian Castro, is a foe. Blue de Blasio, please God, no. Christian Gillibrand, not a fan. Wayne Meesim, no thank you, ma'am. Tim Ryan, looks like a dweeb. Seth Moulton, who the fuck is that? Eric Swalwell, <laughs> fucking sucks. Andrew Yang is actually pretty cool. John Hickenlooper, his name is Hickenlooper. His name is Hickenlooper. Don't vote for him. <laughs> Let's slow it down again. Hey, I know voting is a chore, and these candidates suck. They are a bore, but we have to do something to make a change because global warming is increasing at an exponential rate, and we have 15 to 30 years left before people start dying in large numbers because of it. We are already seeing effects. So just vote for, you know, literally anybody. (laughs) Environmental policies are cool. Very good, Ryan King. Very good. Very good. That was hot. Okay, all right. Uh, David Coleman, let's hear your battle rap against a shoplifting teenager. Yeah, I really would have preferred yours. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Petty theft gives you thrills. What are you for? Shoot, hang on. Give me one second. Petty theft gives you thrills. What are you for? Go masturbate like a normal sophomore. (laughs) Stop lying. That lump in your pants is not your dick. You're not king size. That's clearly a Twix. (laughs) Got a shit-eating grin and you're trying to work it, but we got it recorded on closed circuit. (laughs) Dude, stop crying. You're not going to jail tonight. You get 20 hours community service. Probably less because you're white. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. 
there's nothing like the split second before a white guy starts rapping. <laughs> there, that is just precious. Feel that, the tension. Oh, it's just <laughs> meaty. I love it. It's just all right. Jesse, Jesse yeah, Jones. Well, bask in this. <laughs> Jesse Jones, yeah. uh, let's hear a battle rap uh, against uh, your credit score. Look at you looking all high and mighty because I got my finances locked all tidy. <laughs> but that's not the way it used to. That's not the way it always was. Used to be a mess back when because first day junior college. I don't got a lick of financial knowledge. What's that over there in the quad? Oh, my Lord, sweet baby God. It's a Wells, Far Wells Fargo table just handing out cards. Pay later when you're able. That don't seem so hard. <laughs> but before I know it, numbers hit the floor. Pretty soon, weights, pretty soon my weight's dwarf from my credit score. <laughs> Knew I might want to own a home someday. Knew I wasn't going to get it <laughs> keeping spinning that way. Uh, <laughs> so, to get out of, so to get out of financial ruin, I had a plan that was a brewing. And a foolproof system that was a shoe-in to fix all the damage that I've been doing. <laughs> Now look at you today. Got nothing bad to say. Hanging close to 800. Gonna keep it that way. No late payments, y'all. Peace of mind. <laughs> Very good. That is Stab. Uh, one more time for all the comedians you saw tonight. Brian King. David Coleman. Jesse Jones. Very good. Uh, if you'd like to hear more stabs, go to one of our many online outlets, the primary of which being Stab for Gold. Stab, the number four gold.com. Uh, or check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Uh, I've been your host, John Morris Rossford. Good night. Thank you. Very good. Good job, everyone. Hey, thanks for coming out, everybody.